Hi, this is Brendan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Joel and Adam, and we're going to be talking about The Company of Wolves. This is a 1984 movie. It's directed by Neil Jordan, stars Angela Lansbury, and uh, it's one that I, I think people don't really talk about that much, So, uh, and I haven't seen it since I was very young, so I'm, uh, I'm curious what you guys are going to think about it, and I'll talk about what I think about it as well. Um, I guess, do we need to give a breakdown of what this is, or do we want to just jump into a discussion of it? Uh, I little... say we subject the audience to the same thing you subjected me and Adam okay. to, and we just jump into it. Okay, We're right. going in raw, folks. <laughs> okay, so, the, so, so why don't I give my reaction first so I can kind of head yeah. off some of the criticisms I know I'm about to get. Uh, okay, so, yeah, that's a good idea. Okay, so I, I had not seen this since I was in high school. I had, I had pneumonia one semester, and I missed a bunch of class and I had to go take classes during the summer. And while I was sick, this came on TV and I was really into Ravenloft and somehow it captivated me. And I went and I rented it and I watched it a bunch of times. And while I was taking these classes over the summer, I ended up writing a paper on it. Um, and so I like I watched it, rewatched it, watched it. And I had always kind of remembered it as this really great movie. And now that I've had a chance to go back, and I, the thing is, I've been recommending it to everybody too in the intervening years. And I've even got—I even got in an argument with my friend Gary uh, from my Tuesday game way back in the day because he thought it was terrible and I thought it was great. And I kind of have to apologize to him because I was so bored <laughs> watching this movie the other night that I—I I almost turned it off. I couldn't—I couldn't quite get through it. Um, I, I, I made it through the end, but. Uh, I don't know. I think I think the thing that must have attracted me to it initially was the visuals and the music and just the look and feel of it, because I did notice there are periods in the movie where it's like, wow, what like, there's something interesting going on on the screen. And it also really captures that feel of the, you know, like Ravenloft from the 90s. Like it definitely has that kind of uh, vibe, which I think resonated with me. But it takes so long for things to happen. There's a lot of just pointless walking through the village and talking with grandma. And there's just stuff that I just didn't like. I remembered all of the cool scenes and none of the boring stuff. So I don't, I don't know if you guys liked it or not, but that's my that was my reaction to it last night. Adam, let's, let's tag you in. I'm tagging you in. Okay. I'm not ready yet. <laughs> I actually really like this movie. Okay. I say I. I, the, just on the atmosphere alone, I agree there. I can see why most people wouldn't like it. That's, I mean, and I, honestly, I was surprised. I was like, this is a movie Brendan yeah, recommends. The guy who hates arty horror movies. I was like, how? How did Brendan <laughs> like this? There's no way for it. So I, I feel relieved. I'm like, okay, I do know you. You hated this. That's great. But uh, no, nah, I, I don't know. It, I, I really, really just, I don't know, just the atmosphere. It, I mean, there's, there's very little in the way of a coherent plot to this movie, Yeah. but it, it just worked for me. I mean, you, you brought up the Ravenloft comparison. Like I, I, I'm very big into, into running Warhammer, the Warhammer RPG, which in its role, not its mini battle computer game version, but in its role-playing version has a very similar aesthetic to this movie too. And so that, that was one thing I did like about it, but, I don't know. It, it. I mean, I. This is like based on a 1970s fantasy short story. I read a lot of fantasy in the 70s and 80s, and it. It felt to me like a lot of just the more strange 
well, uh, fantasy drawing on it, folklore that was around at the time that I used to read. I was like, oh, this reminds me of a story I'd read when I was a teenager. That's cool. In fairness, but, I, I almost did go back and read that story last night because I was like, you know, I think this would be better as a, like I could see this being entertaining as a story where the prose is going to matter a lot more. Do you know what I mean? Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, but and, and, I'll, and I'll also say, you know, I think the things that I did like about it when I first saw it were definitely the atmosphere and the visuals. I And even last night, some of the stuff I liked was the sort of dream story within a dream, within a story, like just the yeah, weird bending I, of reality and how it all comes dream. crashing back into reality at the end. That I thought was interesting. Um, the atmosphere, I do think, was impeccable at times in terms of the music, the look. Uh, I thought the werewolves were very interesting. I don't think I've I've seen werewolves that were like that, but not quite to this extent. Yeah. Um, and and I and I think the Angela Lansbury character is entertaining, but the mm -hmm. problem is when she's not on screen, you're left with other things that are a lot less compelling. Or yeah. uh, and and also it's a movie built around set pieces, and I think I'm perfectly content to watch a movie for set pieces, but this time around watching it, I was just overly aware of how everything was building to a set piece and i did and the moments in between yeah. felt somewhat artificial or just i don't know i just had trouble connecting to them um, yeah i will say it's it's it was wise of this movie to only be an hour and a half if yeah. it had gone on for longer it would have worn out my patience i'd be giving it a more negative review so, but it was it was like it was just long enough for uh for to get it across and i was like okay yeah i'm ready for it to be over now <laughs> so joel you you seem to have had a much more negative reaction unless you were uh misleading us there but what what was your response to the movie y'all like sleeping on the biggest thing this is a horny ass movie everybody yeah. horny in this movie everybody's sexy yeah. like i i was stunned that you recommended this to me like i i sat down to watch it uh with with a, a friend of mine and i was like oh dude the brendan <laughs> loves horror stuff he loves it this will be great and like it was almost like watching like a softcore porn on cinemax <laughs> well, it wasn't you that know? bad it was, was, was it, it was man this was a nobody was wearing a bra I mean, all the guys any... were shirtless okay, but... and muscular well, hold on, hold on. and undulating I have to step in here. the horny there as was... hell so my understanding is the woman who wrote the story and who wrote, I think she wrote the screenplay, but I'm not sure. It, she was definitely going for the subtext of the Little Red Riding Hood story. So there is that yeah. component to it. Subtext? They straight up put Little Red Riding Hood. This was a story where they built to Little Red Riding Hood. And, like, they built every molecule of that story. And but, then they erupted into, like, the French-ass, the wolf is going to nail you version. Like, this is a horny no, movie, dude. I, it's a horny, 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 movie, horny. But, but what I object to is the Skinamax comparison because it's not like there were any <laughs> sex scenes or anything like that. It was no, I, it's, I, more, I would say, it's more erotica than yeah, porn. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this is girl porn. This isn't real porn. But like, yeah, <laughs> it's definitely, definitely and and definitely yeah. And the other thing about it is most it of the erotic movie. stuff deals with the wolf men that are coming out, right? So it's definitely from a female perspective rather than a male perspective. Yeah. I would say yeah I, um, I just just as the sole person here that's attracted to men like i gotta tell you this is a foxy movie um no i love this movie <laughs> i actually really enjoyed the framing it surprised me right away by by having what i thought was going to be like the actual like movie start and it turns out it's a framing device where it's like the yeah. modern stuff and then the girl falls asleep and she's just fever dreaming the whole movie. And it's like, oh, okay, I guess we're not coming back to that. So that was great. First yeah. of all, I love mm -hmm. that. 
I loved the um, the way we kind of get introed into this weird dreamscape that that it feels like a dream. You know, it's got that Freddy Cougar like blending reality and dream stuff. It's got that one like freaky burn war doll without a face that they turn into a puppet yeah. burn war guy without a face. Yeah. Um, and they, they they don't come back to it. They're just like, no, 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 no. We're going to give them enough of that to shock them into accepting what we're about to show. Yeah. Them. The yeah. sets are beautiful, huge handcrafted affairs that were like really gorgeous sets. They use the yeah. hell out of them. They're smart enough to shoot them from really flattering angles and reuse them just enough that you don't get used to them. Um, it's, it's a really, it's a gorgeous and visionary movie in a lot of ways. And I really enjoyed it. Uh, I didn't realize it was just going to be a framing device for a bunch of horny wolf theme tales from the dark side episodes, but I got to tell you, I'm on board for that. Like on, on, if they just pitch me that I'd be like, okay, I got to watch this movie and I'm not disappointed. I I actually really, I thrilled at this. I, I, I see where it could kind of drag in places, but honestly, I couldn't predict this movie. I was on tenterhooks mm-hmm. every picosecond of this movie, okay. not mm-hmm. knowing what was going to happen next, and it always swerved in a weird way for me. So I was consistently surprised and delighted. The visuals were consistently mind-blowingly good. Like, yeah, man, no, this movie this movie completely owns. I loved it. Um, and maybe I loved it because it was really sexy and it appealed to me, and maybe I loved it because it like I'm a real visual movie watcher. I like silent movies. And this is an extremely visual movie. The visuals are uh, great. I, I do not criticize okay. the visuals at all. And the sound. I think the sound married yeah. to the visuals was very good. Um, okay. I was just, I was just surprised by how bored I was last night. That was my main... I, I could see thing. it. Like I, I said at the end of this movie to the person I was watching it with, I wouldn't watch this a second time. Okay. Uh, the, the, the not knowing where it was going to go, I think, was a very yeah. vital component of enjoying it. Because as soon yeah. as you can predict this, it's like, okay, we're going we're gonna to listen to her mollify a wolf she just shot who's a werewolf with a story about a lady who comes out of a well then goes back the hell into it woo yeah okay that's lame but it's not lame the first time you watch it because the first yeah. time you watch it you're really spellbound by it you know yeah so yeah watch this movie once it'll be great just don't come back I'm, to it later i'm glad i knew nothing it's like you know you said like yeah. we're gonna do the company wolf like oh i've never heard of that movie okay i didn't watch a trailer yeah. i just put it on last night i had no idea you know he said the opening part it's like i've been watching you know hammer house of horror the hammer tv series recently and i'm like that early part just the way it was shot and everything, the modern day part, I felt like I'm like, oh, is this going to be kind of that same aesthetic as a Hammer House of Horror episode? And then it just, then you enter that dream part, and I'm like, whoa, I mean, there okay, is some, this is very and it, different. And it gets really weird, too, like the scenes where they take off heads, and there's like a milk theme where the head mm. falls into a bucket of milk, mm-hmm. and grandma's yeah. head gets knocked off and turns into like a coconut that spills milk. And I don't, I still don't know, were they trying to, did they want you to see the coconut or was the coconut the effect? And it was accidental that you saw traces of the coconut. (laughs) That's bothered me ever since, because that was, I remember having a conversation with the teacher from that summer class I went to, where I was just like, I don't understand, was the coconut meant to be or was it not meant to be there? And I couldn't, I I had trouble getting over that. But um, yeah, the, the head's coming out and they, they did do a lot of decapitations in this film, which Oh god, and the transformations were like violent and yeah. horrible yeah. and great. Um, the guy rips off his own skin and he's just like this this fleshless wolf underneath, and then he yeah. turns into a wolf. Sold, man. Yeah. Absolutely sold. 
since you brought that scene up too, I've got to say that is a hundred percent the influence for the scene in Nightbreed, where the guy rips his skin yeah, off in yeah, the hospital. I watched that. I was like, Barker was just homaging this scene. Yeah. There's like just the way it was shot. Everything. I was like, he he saw Company of Wolves. Like, I'm gonna put that in my movie. There's and no way he missed she... Company of Wolves. This this is. If you're a, a bi guy or a gay guy, I think this might be required horror viewing. Clive, Clive Barker, a, Brit- it, a British, a British theater guy who was in the early '80s involved in the arts. He he saw this movie. There's no no question. Yeah. If nothing else, one of his one of his fellow one of his fellow you know, they, yeah. it, it was recommended. This is this is a thing. Like I know who I'm going to recommend this movie to. All, all of my yeah. gay friends going to be like, dude, you got to watch Company of Wolves. Trust me on this. There's, I, you're gonna wait. It's a slow burn, but there is this fop nobleman who is absolutely <laughs> ripped, and they they let you know about it for like a solid two minutes. Watch the movie. Uh, well, anyway, there's a whole on, the whole scene. We're talking about the compass. I have I have an object in my pants. in my pocket. It's always always. <laughs> Would you actually know about it? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that was pretty knew, funny. Uh, I did I did laugh this time around watching that. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, so, so, I mean, it's very, it knows what it's doing. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, but, it's coy in a really kind of fun way. Um, so, yeah. And also, yeah. is this a movie where she, after the grandmother is killed by the wolf, the Red Riding Hood becomes a wolf willingly, right? Like, it's a very yeah, different sort of ending than you're expecting. Um, yeah. But... And then, and then she crashes through the reality of the, of of her sleeping self, and it gets weird. Um, I think this but, might be a movie about someone realizing they're a sociopath, but being no, totally into it. So apparently, that that <laughs> crashing through the, the the reality is about her loss of innocence. That's what it's that's what it's about. Um, is it though? I, that's that's what it says in the wiki page. So I'm going to say that's probably. <laughs> oh come on! Like wiki writers are idiots. You heard no, me. No, but I think it's right. based on the story and what the writer was going for. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's one of those kind of things. I mean, you know, it's it's debatable, I'm sure. I think, honestly, I feel like movies like this trying to say what the... I mean, it's kind of like with Lynch movies where it's like he's saying something, but he's not saying things that you can just say in a sentence. It's like yeah. it's... he's It's like... That's what I liked about this movie. It's kind of conveying things you can't... You can't just say, I'm like, yeah, I get this movie. Yeah. I can't... I can't explain yeah. it to you in words, but watch the movie. It's saying it. Well, and yeah, I will say that it's experiential. Uh, like, it, yeah. it, I hate when people try to boil down something as sophisticated and emotionally complex as this movie into what is effectively a simile. This is that. No, damn it, it's not. It's not all mm-hmm. one for one stand in for well, things. It's more complicated than that. Well, here, here's what I would say. And again, I don't know for sure, but I, assuming that that's what the writer intended, I think that then it's important to at least acknowledge that that's what the writer said they were trying to do. Well, there's loss point. of innocence but, is yeah, definitely a yeah. theme. Yeah. The yeah. But, no but, yeah, that's but my, my emotional reaction to the scene where the wolves crash through the wall isn't, oh, innocence lost. It's wow. Like, <laughs> This is like it's just this weird thing that shouldn't be because you're it's it's violating all of these rules of the way movies are supposed to work. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, like there's like the whole idea of her being in that sleeping state is that, you know, no matter what happens in the dream, she's going to be safe in bed at the end of the movie. Right. Like that's sort of the, you know, Mm -hmm. unless this is Friday, not Friday, Nightmare on Elm Street, you know that things are going to be fine. The moment those wolves enter into the house, suddenly her and her whole family are in actual peril from the dream that she's having, which whatever, you know, 
you know, symbolic meaning you want to ascribe to it. In terms of horror, it's 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 it's, it's like a violation. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's an I, immediate reaction. So. I mean, if I I'm going to give my ham-fisted analysis of the ending, it's yeah, just that, that do it that, that, that you know it's 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 that you're kind of in this fairy tale world, but it's like it is all that you know we, we think of Little Red Riding Hood and all this stuff. These children's mm -hmm. stories, they're often la la frou frou land. But it's like no, this is real and significant. Okay. This stuff matters. That's that's my analysis. If I, I, have to I like come up that with single analysis for it. I do yeah. like that. I like well, that. and yeah. I like that it makes the wolves a threat both in the dream and in our real life. Like they're the yeah. link between it. That that threat and what they represent, it kind of yeah. transcends the boundary of safety that you're used to. Like that's a great analysis. Excellent hand fisting, friend. Oh, thank you. I'm not sure how to take that, but uh... Uh, your fisting was quite impressive. Okay, that's enough. That's enough with the fisting. Uh, so, what was everybody's take on Angela Lansbury? Because obviously, she's like I love like, Angela. She's the thing yeah, you notice when you watch the movie. I mean, that was the yeah, one I thing I knew about it. You said that one with Angela Lansbury. I'm like sold. Uh, yeah. Angela Lansbury's yep. fantastic. Name drop Angela Lansbury. I'm there, baby. I yeah. feel like everybody has an aunt or a grandmother like that character somewhere buried in their family, right? Like, it's just like, it's a personality that you, uh, that everybody kind of knows. She, she's uh, nice. She was very prickly. I, I liked her character a lot because she was weird and edgy and she made her own rules and everyone, like, everyone had their own relationship with Granny. You know? Yeah. It's good. I really, the family relationships are worth commenting on in this film. They're very genuine and, yeah. um, very believable and good. It makes you really like the characters in this film. Yeah. Despite the fact they don't really do a lot of like dialogue or anything. At the very beginning of the movie, when you're still in the modern part, when David Warner is the father is going into the house, he's like, Oh, you got to talk to him. It's like, it's like, you know, she always, she, she just says, I don't understand. It's like, Oh, she, the mother said, that's ridiculous. He's like, no, she's right. <laughs> I was just like, that is, that is perfect. Yeah. The, I was like, no, I don't get her. I don't understand. <laughs> I was like, that just, that, that, that was just such a, a fantastic line. I was well, like, I like wow. too how, it opens up with her sleeping and the other sister is like scolding her through the door. And then the next thing is the other sister in the dream being ripped apart by wolves. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Well, let's I just, let's sure just do away with that immediately. That point too. I was like, this is a dream, right? Yeah. And she, like, cause I, at that point I wasn't sure if, you were, if this was going to be just a dream secret. So we were going to go back. It's like, Ooh, she's had a dream. Her sister's in trouble. Now she's going to have to try and save her sister from the dream. Th you know, I like, I thought it was a more conventional. Yeah, they just dispatched with her. They just, you know, she's gone. And yeah, then, and then the family's in mourning. Um, it's an interesting yeah. transition. I do agree with you guys that like that, all that weird stuff you see helps get you to this weird village isolated in the woods. That's yeah. You know, they they do a really good job of bridging it. Another thing that's interesting is they keep cutting back to her. Like a lot of times mm -hmm. you'll yeah. do a framing device and you'll only cut at like really set appropriate times during the story. Like the Tales from the Dark Side movie does that with the kid about to get eaten by the witch or whatever. <laughs> like, and you only cut yeah. back kind of whenever you're expecting to cut back. This yeah. movie keeps like, it does the thing that dreams do where you're not, sometimes you kind of wake up a little bit and things yeah. are a little blended and then you just shot back into the dream and yeah. it's not clear what, like which one is a memory and which one is like the yeah. simulacrum. It's I great. had like five of those episodes last night where I would wake up and I was dreaming of a noise and I, I woke up and my wife is snoring and then I go back to sleep and again I wake up and I'm dreaming yep. of noise and, you know. Uh, and because we experience it, like we can tell when something does it well, yeah. you know, and this movie does it well. 
uh, again, I liked this movie a lot. I, I'd say this again. I don't think I'm ever going to watch it again, but I'll I will recommend it to people. I um, I could see putting yeah. it on just for the atmosphere. I mean, I don't know that I'd sit down oh, yeah. and like watch the movie in detail again. But it's I, sometimes I just like to have movies on just because it's you know it's just got a vibe going on. This movie has a really interesting feel to it. And I will it say, does. I always like that little Baroque sequence in the middle where the woman who's pregnant goes to, like, the high society wedding. Yeah, oh, that's baby. awesome. Yeah, that, that, one, that one always stuck with me, uh, both for the visuals, because it's, like, it's very striking that they're using, like, all of this. Like, they have all the wigs and the powdered makeup and everything, and you're not necessarily expecting that. Um, yeah. And, and, and just the, I don't know, just, just the tone of it worked. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I think I think what just got me this time was just there were just so many things of like, okay, we're walking in the village. Okay, this this dumbass boy is trying to take her through a walk in the woods. Like, just like all these little things where it was just like, okay, can we get to like, you know, something horrifying, please? Uh, yeah. But uh, but and also I think that when I watched it in the '90s, this style of filmmaking didn't feel. It felt like current. Do you know what I mean? Even like in the early mid '90s, it still felt fairly current to me. But now, when I watch it, it's almost like watching fairy tale theater. Do you know what I mean? It's like, and I haven't seen that in ages, so maybe that looks way worse than this. I don't know. But it just kind of brings me back to sort of that type of storytelling, where it's like, okay, this looks a little bit. Uh, I don't know. It just, it just wasn't landing sometimes. Um, there, it's like there are these moments where it really has these stunning visuals and captures my attention. And then there were these moments where I fully realized they're on a set. Do you know what I mean? Like like the scene where she's never, talking with the, about the priest in the tree. That scene's like that. Where I actually yeah, like that scene. Yeah, it's clearly a set. Yeah, yeah, I like that scene, but the visuals kind of pop me a little bit out of the immersive uh, elements of it. Um, I've been I've been yeah. watching almost nothing but Shaw Brothers movies for the last okay. few weeks. So movies on a set is not. I, I know I should talk. I should talk. I know. Me. Well, <laughs> I, I I don't complain at all when it's a Shaw Brothers movie. So I probably shouldn't complain here. I think I think why I complain though is because it gets one look at certain times, and then it goes back to the look of the set. And it's that. Uh huh. It's that. Yeah. Uh, no, you're, you're that, not wrong. Going back and forth, that was kind of some whiplash. Things. Yeah, uh, and you're right. Modern style movies, you can never really tell when they're on a set unless they yeah. screw it up. Uh, yeah. But this one, like, you're right. Sometimes you really feel like you're there. Like that that opening. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to go back to that opening where you're doing the bridge between sleeping and going into the, the forest. Mm -hmm. Like there's a little bit of settiness to it all. But for mm -hmm. the most part, it feels like Bram Stoker's Dracula. Like yeah. you're there, yeah. man. Um, but then, yeah, you have a, a scene like that. And it almost feels like a high-end sitcom. You know, again, I go back yeah. to the Tales from the Dark Side thing where you kind of knew that the budget was... Uh, yeah, that, that might be a better comparison than Fairy Tale Theater, Tales from the Dark Side. But, uh, well, I mean, I've got the box set right here, literally in front of me. Um, acquired it at a garage sale for four bucks, so that was a great oh. deal. Uh, but yeah, I, so it's on my mind, I guess is what I'm saying. Okay. I just, just grabbed this as you were saying that, but uh, oh, look, look, we got the same one. <laughs> yeah, boy. I ordered on sale with some other things, and I was like, and then I forgot I had it last week. I saw it in my closet. I'm like, oh man, I've got all of Tales from the Dark Side, and I haven't. Yeah, I, 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 you bringing it up, I'm like I've got to put it by my TV so I don't forget again. There we go. God, look at all those discs. I I love this series so much. I watched this all the time back in the day. Yeah. 
but and, and so I have a certain nostalgic weakness for that exact set look. So I'm more forgiving of it. But you're not wrong. You do notice it. And if you're if you really if that really does yank you out of the movie, honestly, I, I couldn't I couldn't blame you for it. It's pretty artificial, and I don't know that they weave the artificiality well enough into it to forgive it on those merits. So, but. But yeah, but the key thing for me is I just found myself bored and I was surprised because I was like, I, I recommended this so highly and then I sat down to watch it and I was like, oh, I'm not enjoying this. Something's wrong. <laughs> Sometimes so, when I go back to a movie I really love too, it's like I've consumed it in my brain intellectually so much. There's almost nothing. There's no more sustenance in it yeah. sometimes. So well, maybe something like that for you. I don't know. I think it's also when I watched it, I was like, what, like 16? I don't know exactly what year yeah. in high school I was, but I was in a different place in terms of like what I thought was interesting, you know, what kind of movies I like, that sort of thing. And so it might have just been that, you know, I was going back to something that, you know, sometimes you go back to like an album you liked when you were 16 and it's like, oh, I don't, I don't like this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I had that, I had that experience recently with um, System of a Down. I was like, oh, I remember loving Steal this album. And I listened to it and I'm like, ooh, oh no, this music is too loud. I'm an old man. I, st now. I still like that. I still like that. I like the, no, the, no, the, the contrast. The vocals, the especially, harsh. are incredible. Yeah. Um, so but no, they, I, they I will admit, really well. I will admit that I'm, Right now, my ear is probably better suited to listening to his solo material, which is a lot less. Uh, uh, yeah, he's melodic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, one of the things that really brings together System of a Down as a sound is the melody of that guy's voice. Like he's yeah. such an amazing vocalist. Um, yeah, I kind of get annoyed but... the more the guitar player is singing, the more annoyed I get it. Like, uh, well, like their last album was a good album, but there was too much of the guitar player on that album for my liking i felt like the uh I like him okay I, I i feel like that he's the sound i really associate with system of a down is is his guitar and then his weird voice uh, I, don't, I just don't like his vocals i like serge serge has a really interesting voice it has serge is, yeah it's musical genius he's dude. like the kramer of um of uh like metal band singers do you know what i mean he's just got like yeah. this personality that's I, uh I, yeah do you know it's what i mean totally um, but like, yeah, so I, I I get that I get going back to something that because like System of a Down like that was like my early two thousands like I was a teenager okay. I was on my own for the first time like that those, that was my anthem was when that came on uh, anything they Are you did, wearing like, those really system. baggy jeans like the hundred like percent really wide okay uh, yeah, just that was, the chains on them that was me dude <laughs> like how, like I was like the stereotype. But like now I look back on that era of my life and I'm like, oh Jesus Christ, I was a teenager. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, see when I was 16, albums I was listening to were probably more like um uh oh I don't know. I have to go back and think now. But but like you know, late 80s, early 90s heavy metal type stuff. Um which doesn't always age as well as you would like. No, not, some of it, some of it was really great. Like some of that no, stuff is actually timeless. Uh, and it's, it's the same stuff. thing with any era of music, I think. But yeah, for the most part, what we listened to was garbage. I, I used to listen to uh, Chumbawamba when I was younger. Like, you know, it's not. Well, good. I would agree with that that assessment. Chumbawamba never really. No, they were never good. I just loved them. There's a difference. <laughs> um, <laughs> even their best music is like. Their best yeah. music sounds like a parody song. That's what I don't like about Shumbo. Yes. Yes. That's wow. That's 
the best criticism I've ever heard of them. That's incredible. <laughs> um, I mean, like, so in general, I see going back to something that had a big emotional impact on you because you're not there anymore. You're not wrong. Yeah. Like, you're not 16. You're not into, I mean, you are still into Ravenloft. But I'm not, remember. like, reading, like, I was reading Von Richten books every day. I was, you know, I was, like, I yeah. was obsessed with Ravenloft. And so I was yeah, like and really I, immersed I, in that I, kind of a vibe, you know. I still have that uh, that uh, black box uh, paperback oh, yeah. you got for me, and I keep trying to reread it, and it just it kind of gets kind of D and D modulely for me, where I'm like, okay, this much information is not something I'm willing to absorb. I just want I want to go in a, a spooky mansion, and there to be a monster there. You try eat all you this crap, you, you know. So like I, I'm there, you know. I, I get it. I get where like. And, and I get how that could speak to you. Like, I could see myself as a younger version of me, like, just peeling page after page and just absorbing them like a sponge. But, like, now I'm old and I have a job and kids, and I'm like, oh, God, get to the monkey. Yeah, you do read those kind of stuff differently. You do watch movies differently. So I think that's part of it. And, and again, Adam might be onto something, too, with the whole, you know, I've watched it a million times to write that damn paper, and so maybe I just watched it out, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? I think I think you drained this film like a vampire. You got all the vital energy out of it, and it's just it's husk remains. But I'm still perplexed by that coconut. If you guys have any, I didn't even notice the coconut. So you know when the the grandmother's head hits the wall, milk comes out, right? You saw that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So you can. I thought it was porcelain. I thought she was supposed to be a doll. No. There is yeah. a coconut shell in there. I swear to God. There is. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. There's a coconut shell. And so, why? so so my question is, is it because that was just the practical effect that it smashed a coconut inside of a head against the I'm, wall? Or did they want I, you to see say, the coconut? I'm going to say that was probably the reason. But here is the apologia I will construct as my headcanon for this. It is another one of the asynchronous elements, like the Rolls Royce with the devil in it, that is there yeah. to draw your attention to yeah. the fact that this is a dream and these yeah. modern and impossible elements are intruding upon the sort of like yeah that devil in the car was failed. very that definitely had that effect because you're like wait well, I, I like that a lot yeah well and the fact they all had like modern day firearms like there was so much to really enjoy about like where these elements would come in because it seems like what a teenage girl would put into a dream right yeah like I offhand I couldn't tell you when like those kind of firearms entered into the medieval English countryside. You know, I, I don't know how long the, the villagers' lifestyle coexisted with those weapons, and I'm willing to bet she didn't either. Neither did subconscious mind. So there the they are. By the looks of her, she just read all of those like horror comic book things she had on the bed, right? Like that was yeah. her. That was her thing. But, I, I like that me and this chick would have a lot in common reading wise. Like, the, the, you learn a lot about the character just through her dream, which I think is interesting mm-hmm. too. So I'm, I'm gonna. I'm going to say it was intentional in my head canon. I don't think it actually was. I think it was a mistake. Like so many of the, like the, the settiness of the sets was probably a mistake, but I'm going to say, I'm going to make up the lie that it was all intentional. It was all a Rolls Royce uh, with the what, devil in it. I did, I did see on the Wikipedia thing. page, the director does say having to try and do all this on the budget we had, the limited sets we had, and have oh. it not look bad was, was an incredible effort. So okay. he is, he, the when director is fully aware of the limitations he was working under. Okay. And he worked them in, in some skillful ways. Again, the Rolls yeah. Royce, well, that's... It, 
Yeah. I mean, the fact that he was aware of it is probably why it only becomes a problem from time to time. He was he was very much conscious of trying to shoot things in a way that you weren't always thinking, oh, here we are in this set again. And the, but, and the music really carried it in certain points, too. Yeah. It really helped the visuals. Re- really good blend of then modern music with a sort of Baroque uh, energy to it. A yeah. Really good soundtrack. Yeah. yeah I, uh, like I don't the, know there's a standout piece, which is kind of a weakness, but the atmosphere of the music was pretty powerful. Yeah. Yeah. There wasn't like a um, Suspiria style yeah. like theme that you could, <laughs> there might've been a theme, but there wasn't anything that like broke through like a, this, this wasn't goblin people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or or aces high. But I never watched Suspiria. I need to rewatch both of them. Honestly, I can only find the new one. I haven't though, seen which the new bad. one. I, I haven't seen the new Ooh, one. I heard it's good, but I'm very... Oh, man. I'm very you got to do a back-to-back of Suspiria, dude. Like, if you haven't hmm. seen the new one, it's actually really good on its own merits. It's not just a remake. It does the different stuff. Oh, I get that, and they do... I just... I don't know. Whenever I've read people talk about it, I kind of, like, get irritated and I don't want to watch it. That's sort of... Been, it's the same experience oh. I had with The Witch, and then I ended we up should annoy the people. Huh? Uh, you and me should annoy people talking about it. Like, you, you gotta... It's worth it. I, I've seen it. It's worth it. Trust you me. know what it is? I'll tell you why I get irritated. Because whenever people talk about the new Suspiria, like whenever I've read an article on it or any kind of thing in a former, they always do it by shitting on the first Suspiria. Yeah. And it's like, well, why, why are you doing this? Why do you have to attack the movie it's based on? Because they make it sound like they fixed the problems with the first one. Well, like, here's, yeah, here's what turned me off from watching it is people saying that it's like, oh, well, it explains everything. The first one, you don't understand yeah. what's going on. And this one, everything's explained. And I'm like, it's going to bring it back to this movie. Yeah. I'm like, I like the fact that it is very dreamlike and there's a lot you don't quite understand. And I was, but I'm not saying it's bad. I, 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 I'm just saying that that made me wary of it. I was yeah, like, that, uh, I, I don't know if I want everything explained. I mean, Suspiria <laughs> is, is perfect. It's, it's, a, it's a really well done mm-hmm. movie. And so to, to, it's just very... The hubris to, to to take that 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 approach bothers me. I think. I, that well, that's that's like the modern styles. We got to crap on all that. We got to act like we didn't love these things. That they're all garbage, and we're so much smarter than that now. This is a Joss Whedon-y style of looking at the past. It's just weaselly and cowardly. I hate that crap. Yeah, I, the past ruled. Fuck you. Well, I I just don't get like. I don't know. I, I it just it just turns me off to the and again it could be a good movie because I have heard only good things about it. Just like Adam was saying, we're not saying it's a bad movie. It's just that when I see that, I'm like, okay, well, why am I going to be as, as, a, as somebody who really loved Suspiria and who liked the it fact that some of these things the aren't explained? All, so. Why would I want to see them explained? I have no desire for further explanation of what's I, going on. That, that's, that's fair. I, you know, I'm telling you, though, dude, we really need to do a back-to-back. First of all, I want to see the original Suspiria again. It's been a long time. I only saw it when I was a kid. Uh, my mom was watching it because that's how things were back in the day. Okay. Uh, and I really loved it. I love. Uh, first of all, the soundtrack is fantastic on the first one. That Goblin soundtrack completely rules. Second of all, my God, the visuals are so neat. We could do like a, um, um, mm-hmm. we we could do like a Bird with the Crystal Plumage in Suspiria Um double feature or something maybe no, let's see just suspiria suspiria let's watch the okay. old one and the new one like and let's just uh, i'm in the i've been up. i've been, been using my my art ai program to make italian horror themed uh, ridiculous art for a while so i'm i'm on board uh, finally an ethical use of ai exactly <laughs> so um 
yeah, so I don't know. Anything else about this movie that we want to discuss? Um, I, I don't feel like we've been talking that long, but like I guess we covered a lot of ground. Well, we also it? covered Suspiria and um, System of a Down, so there's, you know, there's, there is filler in this episode for sure. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's, <laughs> it's filler exactly, though, because we're talking about... <laughs> Like it, it's going along with with this movie, and, th- and this movie yeah. kind of defies a straightforward analysis. You know, it, yeah, it, exactly. It, that was it deserves to be yeah, experienced. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Now, for people at home, uh, you know, Brendan oh. always asks, "Do we want to? We want to plan this out and have segments?" I, as soon as you start, like, no, nah, this yeah. movie's. T- nope. I, I couldn't, couldn't, wouldn't even know how to how to do that with this movie. Yeah, this this isn't a movie where you can go by character to character, or by scene to scene, or it just wouldn't no. wouldn't amount to anything. What did you yeah. guys think of the, you know, every, not every movie, but many movies have the moment where the name of the movie is mentioned in the, in the dialogue. <laughs> what did you, what did you think of how that I, was handled? I applaud when that happens. <laughs> yeah, I, I always clap. I oh, clap. No. Uh, good job. I, I thought this was, this was a particularly well done because Company of Wolves is pretty hard to fit in. I mean, maybe it was in the dialogue and that's why they gave it the title. Who knows if it was vice versa. But it, it is sort of a, you wouldn't imagine that you're going to hear that during the course of the movie when you're watching it the first time. At least I didn't. I remember, I remember when he said it, I was like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. Um, so I think it's, you know, I think it's kind of nicely done. Whereas there are some yeah, movies, smooth. you know, it you see it jarring. Yeah. But, but there are some movies, you, they have the title and then when they mention it, you're like, well, of course, this is how they're going to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, and there's some movies, you're not sure how they worked it in, like Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. <laughs> I no, don't just a remember Superman. I, I've ever watched that. Straight up a Family Guy joke. Okay. <laughs> you'll have to you'll have to fill me in because I don't know the joke. But... It's it really is just that. It's just Peter like talking about how people put the names of the movies in the movies, and he's sitting in the theater watching Superman for the Quest for Peace, and it flashes at the screen, and Superman's talking to one of the other characters, and he's like, "That's why I'm Superman for the Quest for Peace," and then it flashes <laughs> Peter clapping. <laughs> but the, that's the joke i i mean the thing is with this it being based on a story too it's like it's quite possible that it's just dialogue from the story too so yeah. i uh and i mean I, it gets I, in the theme it, it attached it, it also is like you know it relates yeah. So. In this case, too, it's not like the title it the, te- the title by itself is enigmatic it's not a you know a declarative type title like Superman for the quest for peace. It is, it is, it is, it it feels like they wrote the movie or they wrote the story. And then it's like, okay, what am I going to call my story? Oh, I'll call it that. My favorite is pray for death. I think that's to this day. That's my favorite. Yeah. They kill his whole family and he's on his knees. And I, I I mean, I saw it as a kid, so I'm probably butchering it. And he, and he, and he says, Oh, I will make them pray. Pray for death. For death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's, they that's, should have just smashed cut to the title right I there. I think that they might have. I haven't that's seen definitely. it in a long time, so I don't know. But it's the ninja oh, movie with the cool kiss. metal plate mask that he has over his face. Oh. Um, tremendous movie. Tremendous movie. Um, it does so, sound really good, actually. That, like, that sounds legitimately good. Like, whenever it's funny whenever it's you funny. embrace it, you know. Yeah, but here, here again is a movie that I embraced from when I, I mean, that came out in '85, and I saw it in the theater, and that was like the last time I saw it. So, uh, take my take my uh, praise of the movie with a with a grain of salt. Um, so yeah, so I guess uh, I guess here we can end it, unless we have anything further to add. 
I don't know. I, I do want to add one thing that stuck out. I, one more thing that I liked about this movie: uh, the the little mini story that I was making fun of, where the the chick crawls out of the well as a wolf and crawls back in as a lady. That lady's acting is really good. Her physical acting, where she's yeah. prancing around like a wolf, actually yeah, really really good. Like yeah. shockingly good. Like, did you rehearse this? Like, who who rehearses being a wolf this much? Oh, I, I think there are actors who. Well, he's probably a dancer. I mean, that's yeah. what that's what being a dancer is. Like, uh, what was that H.P. Lovecraft movie we saw, yeah. where the highlight was the woman at the end? Uh, it was like the, was it the Unnameable or whatever it was? But it was, I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, I think it was the <laughs> Unnameable. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but her her whole thing that that was all built around her physical acting at the end. Right. So, yeah, good little bit of physical acting there. Actually, really good. And they wrangled they wrangled the wolves in a really cool, believable way, which, again, that's hard to do, man. Yeah. Like, like these were like the dogs in this. Yeah, I thought yeah. they did. As, as, you know, I, I was one thing watching this movie. I was like, oh, thank God they're not all CGI dogs. I'm glad this movie. Yeah. is oh, like, There were lots of points where I was like, this would have been done as CGI and it would have been so much worse. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> it would have looked more realistic in the and, world and so unaffecting at the same time. Yeah, I just don't have the emotional reaction to CGI. Uh, maybe because I'm too old, but I, I I would agree with that. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, again, so those, I was. Oh, go ahead. I I just those are two little bits. There's a lot of little bits like that we didn't quite get to talking about. Um, that I you gotta gotta watch the movie, guys. Watch the movie. I, I yeah. it's weird and unique, and it's free on YouTube with ads. Just go watch it. Yeah, and again, I will say, you know, it's also on Shutter too. If you have, yeah, that's how I did. And that's how I watched it. Yeah, I got a lot of things on Shutter this week. Your month. They have um, there's a few that I'll recommend to you after the show, Adam. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, I I I recommended it. I I guess I've kind of rescinded my recommendation since then. (laughs) But given that they like it so much, and and also the fact that it it is like a unique movie, it's worth checking out. I would just say Mm -hmm. do expect pacing to potentially be an issue do expect it to not have a like adam was saying it doesn't really have like a cogent storyline no um, you kind of got to go there for the atmosphere um, yeah well it's got powerful themes but no point exactly it doesn't have one major thrust where you're like oh this is what the movie's about. Yeah. no it's kind of about those themes yeah that's so, it and again and it's also i think uh i think i actually rented it in fact i think i I, I got Shutter and didn't realize I had access to it, so I rented it. Uh, huh. So you can rent it on Amazon as well, and the quality seemed fine to me. Um, but yeah, so I guess we'll we'll leave it here, and uh, uh, until next time, we'll talk to you later. <laughs>